0: Welcome to The Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. I'm Adam Collins, one of the hosts. Shortly, Adam Harvey and Lisa Cooper will be joining me. This podcast was born from our awesome, non-for-profit clothing brand, The Brave and Determined Company. Our mission is to provide everyone who needs it early intervention, life-saving counselling. The three of us know firsthand the benefits counselling can have. We're just three friends breaking the stigma around mental health. This podcast is totally free. So to pay us back, subscribe and leave a comment. Spread the word on this movement that we've started. We hope you enjoy the show, but if you don't, we're going to do it anyway. Visit us at badco.uk. Welcome to the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Really Bad Mental Health Podcast i'm adam collins we've got adam harvey and we've also got miss lisa cooper welcome everyone how are you guys today Harves, how are you
1: me yeah i'm all right today i'm all right it's been a bit of a uh, bit of a roller coaster a couple of weeks since the last pod we did so i've spent the last two days boiling like most of the country uh in some crazy heat and i'm normally a fan of the heat but it got a little bit too much and then the week before that i accidentally ran out of my uh antidepressants um sertraline Went a few days without them and realised why well, I need them. Wow! That, wow! You didn't tell us that. No. No. Well, um, it's bad management on my part. So I have a, a rolling prescription, but I have to go on the app every month and get them. And I just timed it badly. And then the pharmacy, because I live in Melbourne Port, so they don't do anything. You know, there's nothing seven days a week around here uh the pharmacy opens for 30 minutes every tuesday on the fourth tuesday of every month or something like that <laughs> and when and when it does open there's a queue around the block and if you miss it half an hour that's it you're done yeah it's tough stuff <laughs> um so i missed out picking them up and yeah didn't realize how much i i don't want to say depended on them but how much they helped me i've been on them for years like 10 years plus until i was missing them for a few days and i was like oh hello so just out of interest
0: when were you off them Like, when didn't you have them and you noticed that was not good?
1: uh, Well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but the night we went out to Nando's. Yeah. uh, That was one. That was one of the days. So it was the early part of that week.
0: Oh, okay. That's Mm. interesting because I've got something to share about when we went to Nando's as well. But we'll come back to that. So, Lise, how are you? Thanks for that, Harv. Lise, how are you?
2: (laughs) I I am melting like the rest of the world. (laughs) Country at the moment. It's been
0: a hot couple of days, isn't it? Two of the hottest days ever on. I think it was the hottest day on record. Hottest day ever
2: on record. Yeah.
0: Um, which was yesterday, Tuesday the nineteenth. Yeah.
2: I feel like I've not slept since Friday because it's just so hot in this little house, which would be lovely in the in the winter. But at the moment, it's like a, a sauna at night, so I haven't slept very well. I haven't trained very well because it's been too hot.
0: I was reading something that said our houses in the UK are designed to keep the heat in. Insulate, so when the, yeah. yeah. So when the heat comes in, they they stay warm. You know, when yes. you look at the hotter countries around the world, you know, closer to the equator, their houses are designed to keep the heat out. You know,
2: yeah.
0: So well, that's why we bake. So I've tried.
2: I've tried everything. I've tried closing my curtains when I go out. I've tried leaving the windows open. I've tried shutting the windows, but yeah, it's just hot. So I'm sleeping in a sheet with not a lot on for everyone.
1: <laughs> For our listeners across the pond, because I know I know we do have a few, it got to 40.2 Celsius here. Well, in, in Heathrow it did, not in Dorset. It got to about, I think, maybe 35, 36, which is incredible. Not sure that is in Fahrenheit in American money, but that is, for us, that is sort of hot. Yeah, it's crazy hot. And it's too hot. It's not like being on holiday, is it? You know,
2: you got to go to work
1: oh, in these heats. Exactly.
2: And we just got fans that are just blowing hot air around.
1: We're not very good. We're not very good if it, if it rains heavily, if it's windy, if it snows or if it's hot. Apart from yeah. that, we'll take it on. And then we're moaning because it's not hot enough.
0: The only thing we can cope with is rain. We are used to that. Yeah, we get a lot of rain, so we're used to that. And we That's... need something now. Yeah, my grass is dying. It's just a load of weed and dust. But anyway, not that sort of weed. But anyway, how are you? Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay. Obviously, we didn't do the podcast last week, so this we had a week off and there's a kind of a reason behind that. And... I had a real kind of meltdown last week. I had a bit of an overload and I want to apologize to everyone for us not doing the podcast. And it was only on Sunday. We just sent out a a message on our our social media saying, hey guys, sorry, no podcast. And obviously everyone is waiting for that. All of our listeners are waiting for it to come out. I basically got totally overwhelmed on um, Wednesday. We went out for Nando's on Tuesday to celebrate um, our birthdays, which was the 15th of July. So the three of us, finally went to nando's and the next day i kind of had like a real dive and had a really really bad day and i just I honestly i couldn't face doing a podcast so i had to hit the reset button you know change a few things in my life try and refocus it goes back to the choose happy thing doesn't it and that that is why there was no podcast so it's totally my fault and i can only apologize to everyone but thank you to to halves and lease having my back and saying look it's totally cool you took some
2: persuading you didn't want to give up easily
0: no but you and my wife were both saying like let's let's do this yeah, and then I sent one week yeah and I sent halves a really really lame message just saying sorry mate I can't do it tonight and then I had to obviously <laughs> explain myself after that and there was a lot of voice notes of like five minutes longer and right, mate, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's gone. This is what I feel is going wrong. And this is, you know, the the position I'm in. And the last thing I can do tonight is be open and honest on a podcast. So thanks guys for supporting me. I appreciate
1: it. Absolutely fine. And there's no need to apologise for not doing it. Got to look after your mental health first. That's what we're all about
0: and that's what the, one of the conversations that came out of not doing it wasn't it was the three of us said the people who come first is actually us we've got to think about our own mental health and obviously with the the brave and determined company you know a clothing brand that supports mental health and the early intervention life saving counseling what we've got to do is look after ourselves before we look after everyone else that's why when you're on a plane and the oxygen mask comes down they say put yours on first put your mask
2: on first and then
0: help everyone else because if you're not in a good way to help everyone else, you can't help
1: anyone. So there you go. No, that's very true. And if I'm ever in that situation, I'm grabbing that mask quickly anyway. I'm not I might even I might even take somebody else's <laughs> As long as you're not sitting next to your immediate family.
2: <laughs> as long as you don't sit in the brace position, you'll be all right.
1: Well, this yeah. is it.
0: This is it. Yeah, you're dead right there, least. So our mission as the Brave and Determined Company is to provide everyone, regardless of their situation, early intervention, life saving counselling so what do we do halves
1: uh what do we do we sell well we sell some pretty awesome clothing and uh, apparel for our for our website www.badco.uk and the profits from that go to the aforementioned early intervention lifesaving counseling i mean that that's our mission it's pretty clear we want to give people access to counseling that that couldn't otherwise get it that don't have to depend on our nhs which is massively underfunded and overwhelmed not just because of the pandemic, but that hasn't helped things. Um, and now we're struggling because of the heat as well. So, um, that's what we want to do. That's our message and that's how we do it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And our clothing brand is what finances that. So please get onto badco.uk and go buy something. That is the best way to support us. And like Harve says, all the profit goes to that early intervention, life-saving counselling. Least tell us what happens when someone buys 25 t-shirts. We can support one person through a course of
2: early intervention life-saving counselling, which is six sessions.
0: Absolutely, six sessions. And for every four t-shirts or hoodies we sell, we support a person through one session of early intervention life-saving counselling. So every time you buy something, it goes to support that person who really needs it and is struggling. So get on our website, get out there and buy some cool stuff. And you do get some cool stuff. Absolutely. You do. Let's talk about Nando's because... It was a big night, wasn't it? The three of us. It was your first
2: ever Nando's.
0: Now, Lisa, I'm gonna upset you.
2: You didn't find it that like you didn't enjoy it that much, did you? I
0: did, it's not I didn't enjoy it. I had a really cool night. I loved hanging out with you guys. We talked some really, really raw stuff, didn't we? We talked about our own struggles, our own mental health. We talked right in depth about alcohol and all sorts of things, didn't we? It was <laughs> it was a great night.
2: Some not suitable for podcasts.
0: Well, yeah, there was definitely some things in there that weren't suitable for the podcast for from you Elisa Cooper <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah I wasn't that fussed on the food I I've could got tell you were
2: underwhelmed by the chicken weren't you yeah
1: I don't I yeah I could yeah no I'm with you I'm with you I mean I'm a Nando's fan but I just thought we've hyped that up a lot and it hasn't really delivered it was nice I
2: mean it's not that it's like amazing food but for, for a, uh, it's a healthier kind of takeaway isn't it
0: well, yeah, I suppose, if you look at it from a healthy like a, point it's, it's,
2: of it's a step up from a McDonald's, isn't it? Like, if you're on a night, you can sit down, you can have a meal, you're in a restaurant, you know, it's quick, it's good food, it's some protein in it. <laughs>
1: after, my, after my chicken burger, fries, garlic bread, and two glasses of full-fat Coke, I thought, yeah, bro, picture <laughs> of health. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got a point there, halves and
0: and their lease. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a greasy kebab on the way home after seven pints, is it? No, and no, you can no, sit
2: like down with your mate. mates, you can have a nice time, you get free refills. Yeah, you that's get free refills on the Coke,
0: and that's where you make your money. You've got to go. Oh, in though, I think there. that's
2: stopping. I've got feeling oh, that's it? stopping soon. Yeah.
0: Pizza Hut, it is then, because Pizza Hut still do the free refills, don't they? Oh, oh you're not a fan of Pizza Hut?
2: I <laughs> don't mind a Pizza Hut, but I, it's a bit stodgy, isn't it?
0: So I used to love the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet, and when the kids... Were oh there, yeah, all- but they
2: put something in the in the pizza bases, don't they? So you can't actually eat.
0: Oh no,
1: not another, <laughs> not another, no, no.
2: Genuinely, right? This is a true fact. If you go into a Pizza Hut, I would normally order like a medium pizza, which is I don't know, is it six or eight slices? And I could finish that off. Like I would eat that all myself, won't share anything, and I could finish that off. If I go to the all-you-can-eat buffet, I could not eat eight slices of pizza because they make the bottom's more stodgy so it fills you up
0: yeah you're right least they are deep they're deeper pan. but <laughs> what i do so i eat the pizza and don't eat the crust so yeah you look, i mean you look like an animal anyone in the restaurant looks over and thinks <laughs> look at that freak because you've got a pile of crusts about a foot high and you've eaten your own body weight in pizza so that's how i do it pizza at buffet uh
2: well we'll have to try somewhere else next time then if you weren't
0: that keen, I know, it's not, I wasn't keen.
2: We'll take you to Sim Chickens next. Sim Chickens is good.
0: That's where we're going next. Maybe you just
2: next. don't like chicken.
0: No, no, I love chicken. Love yeah. chicken. Yeah. Anyway, right. Let's have a little recap from episode 12, which was actually two weeks ago. So, halves, let's catch up on is happiness a choice? Well,
1: not for me, not yet. That's, that's, all, I've got to say. that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> That's a bit of Forrest Gump there, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry about that. You'll cut that a bit out.
0: No, I'm not cutting that out. I love that bit. It was a good impression.
1: I still understand the theory. I still get the theory behind behind the theory. But the application of it has been challenging over the last few days. But, I mean, that's the whole point in that it makes you just stop and think. The fact that we're still talking about it, the fact that I stop and think how am I responding to things, I guess, means it's kind of working. And you, Lise?
2: Wow. I've been thinking about this a bit more as well, like over the weekend. So I had a day off Friday and over the weekend I've had some really nice days. I've spent it with people who I enjoy spending time with. I've done some nice things. And I've been thinking maybe it's not that we choose happiness, but we do more things that make us happy. Because I've been looking at how I spend my time. And on average, this is what I spent my day doing today, 168 hours in your week. Let's say you're asleep for like 50 of them. I'm at work for 50 hours of my week. I only go to the gym five hours, five or six, give or take. And the rest of the time, sometimes I'll see my friends, you know, depending on how busy everyone is, what we're doing. But I'm spending on average about 15 to 20 percent of my week doing things that make me happy, which isn't as much as it should be.
1: No, it doesn't sound right, does it?
0: Yeah, when you put it like that, that's not yeah. a lot of time for you. No, to... and
2: sometimes it's less because like I say, if my friends are busy, if we're not got anything in the dark life, I've been lucky the last couple of weeks and the couple of weeks coming, I've got nice things to look forward to. But that's not every month it's like that.
1: So where did you factor going to the gym in that? Did you include that in your happy time or your unhappy? Not
2: that's my happy time. That's things right. I do that make me happy.
1: Yeah. So
2: right. I'm thinking that I need to focus more on spending my time on things that make me happy now whilst i realize i can't not go to work <laughs> for the amount of hours that i work because that's my job and i have to work those hours to be able to afford what i do and where i live and stuff
0: gotta pay the bills the time
2: after that i need to look at where i'm spending it and focus it more on doing things that actually make me happy
0: mm-hmm. So what are those things?
2: This is the thing. Like I don't I think I've been so busy like the last few years just doing things for other people and you know with everything with my mum, I don't know anymore necessarily what makes me happy. I think I've been I've been quite unhappy. I say unhappy, that's probably the wrong word, but you know, not in a happy place the last few years. So I need to get back to Back to basics find and happy. find, yeah, find things that make me happy.
0: I think about that on a kind of weekly basis because the stuff that made me happy 10 years ago, isn't the stuff that makes me happy now. And your life evolves, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, and I have to think to myself, what, what does make me happy? But there's like those, like we keep saying to people, those basic things that I go back to. Like I went for a run tonight and haven't been for a run for, for ages because not that CrossFit's a bad thing, but I've said on here before. Running is is my therapy. It's part of my therapy because it gets me out to to, to go through like that um, process in the day. Process in the day, perfect halves. Yes, thank you for that. You're very welcome. I haven't done that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I did that tonight, and I came back, and I felt. I felt like a bit euphoric that I that I had been for a run. And it was really, really great. And I need to do that more. And I haven't done it enough. And even like for me on Friday,
2: I didn't do an awful lot on my day off. I met some friends for some brunch in the morning after the gym. I sat in the garden because it was sunny. And I love I the sun. Like if I can sit out in it, and it's not too hot and I can cope with it. I loved it. And I just sat in the garden, I read a book and that was all I did. And it was lovely. And I don't often get time. I find it hard to do that without feeling guilty that I'm not doing something For someone else, or I'm not, I haven't gone to see my dad. Or
1: I was going to mention this, I I think, and I think a lot of people suffer from this. You almost feel guilty about choosing the happy thing you want to do. You feel like you should be doing something else, something either more productive or something to help somebody else, or whatever it is. And you, you have this guilt. And I think, I think a lot of people feel like that, which is it's odd.
2: Like you feel bad for not, but it was lovely to not have to do anything and not worry about being at work, not worry about. Seeing anyone, I was just sat in my garden, moving my chair back as the sun went over the house, chasing the sun.
0: It's guilt-free happiness, isn't it? That's what you got to do, and sit in the garden. Nothing. It didn't
2: cost anything. I sat in the garden, read a book, and that was it for the afternoon. And then went to Nando's in the evening.
0: So, so then you were <laughs> double happy.
2: So then I was double happy. Triple happy because it was nice company.
0: <laughs> so I'm reading uh, Mo Gordat's book, which is how this whole conversation started. And for the people who didn't hear ele- episode 11 and 12, go back and listen to it. we talk about, um, Mo out on a podcast by Stephen Bartlett, and I'm reading his book, which is called Self for Happy. And in there, like the section I'm reading about at the moment is time and how we're dictated by time. Whereas time is actually a mechanical measurement that we as humans have put in. And what is time? Why do we rush around doesn't exist in life? Time doesn't exist. It's seasons, you know, that's the only way years ago before clocks, mechanical clocks. It was the seasons that people knew what happened with the time because they'd be always oh, cold. Oh, it's warm, you know, that that's how it worked. But yet we set our alarms in the morning to get up for work and get to that meeting that and watch that PowerPoint that no one cares about and listen <laughs> to the town hall meeting about all the updates from the business that no one cares about. It, it's a really aligning book and it's and it's helping me a lot. Is happiness a choice for me? No, absolutely not. I think we can think happier like you're saying halves. You can get out of bed in the morning and think. Right. Let's try to be happy. But I think when there's that stuff that's making you unhappy or, or not or not or making you sad or whatever, it's a very difficult place to come out of. And I think, Lisa, you're dead right. Let's go. Let's find those things that make you happy and go back to basics.
2: But also on the flip side of that, I've been thinking about it because I was like say, doing a bit of research and reading different things. And the other side to that coin, which you guys can probably um, resonate with a bit more than I can, is putting yourself first and your happiness first selfish to other people and is it a detriment to them so like you were saying the other week you're spending too much time at the gym and your wife's like you're at the gym all the time and your kids are doing stuff that you don't get to necessarily go and see is putting yourself is your own happiness more important than other people significant people in your life because someone at some point someone's always compromising aren't they
0: life is a compromise isn't
2: it yeah because like you know in a relationship if you're not happy with your wife, but you've got children. Do you put their happiness first and uh, like give up your own happiness because you don't want to break up that marriage, or do you put your happiness first and then leave that situation? Which I thought was a really interesting kind of concept. Like, where is the line of the balance of being happy but not making other people suffer as well?
0: Halves over to you for that one.
1: Yeah, that's a biggie, and I was thinking it as well. And I think compromise is probably the key word, and it has to be found. You do need to find that balance and obviously you know you need to consider the happiness of the people around you but you also need to remember the fact that if you're unhappy then you're no good to those people around you anyway so it's a bit of a double-edged sword it's you know yes absolutely make sure you put other people first and you don't neglect people in search of your own happiness but make time for yourself as well and to you know to do the things that you want to do and enjoy because that will make you what should make you a better person to be around for those close to you anyway.
0: I think if you look at the two ends of that scale, if you said right, I'm going to be totally selfish and not care about anyone else and only do what makes me happy, no one would like you. Because you would just go and you know, you'd just be doing exactly what you want and not caring about anyone else. And if you look at the other end of the scale where you put your happiness last and you do everything for everyone else, you would be miserable. So both ends of the scale. One, you're completely alone because no one likes you, but you're doing the things that you like. Or the other end of the scale where you're miserable because you're doing every, everything for everyone else. So you've got to find that compromise in the middle. And And I think that is a really, with everything in life, it's compromise, isn't it? If you spend too much time in the gym, you're going to get hurt. If you spend too much time on a relationship and you do nothing else, you'll be miserable in the end because you've got to have your own life, you know?
2: It's, yeah, it's of though, isn't it? It made me think, like, you know, at what point do you draw the line and go, well, actually, I want to be this happy or I want the other people in my life to be that happy? Maybe it's harder for me because I haven't got, the, like, because I haven't got children and I don't know what that's like to have to put someone else first.
0: Yeah, but you, when you have your when you have your nieces, you know exactly what it's like, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, I do anything for them. And, some, yeah, they, you
1: know, sometimes my happiness, and I'm sure other people's happiness is driven by the happiness of those around you so you know it's not that your happiness is totally independent of somebody else's you know it could could be the same thing you know i know i know Ad went to see his daughter in the show the other day and i'm sure she was delighted that he saw her and he was delighted to watch it so you know
0: thank you you'll get me all emotional if i think about that (laughs) when she's on stage she's bloody amazing and i know she's my daughter and you're gonna say that but like oh man so tlw is a local dance school here it's um and it's such a community and a belonging and they did a like a musical show and oh my word it was fantastic it was absolutely brilliant and those girls and and boys who do that are just fantastic and like you say halves, it is compromised because we went to see it twice to make sure we were there to support Evie. So we watched it once on the on the Friday in the afternoon, uh, sorry, on the Saturday in the afternoon and once on the Sunday night. So I'd seen it twice. So I didn't really necessarily need to go again, but I wouldn't miss it for the world. To see her little face and she knows oh. that we're there is such support for her and such a treat for us to see her up there singing and dancing. what have we got coming up snowden 10 days time we are climbing snowden the three of us oh Lee, i'm a little bit worried yeah are you you're gonna be worried. are you gonna get some appropriate footwear there's been more talk of the footwear hasn't there
2: i am yes
0: i'm looking at some night junipers and halves what are you doing in training
1: He's gonna bring me trainers. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm only getting like trail trainers. They're not like walking I'm not, boots. I'm not
1: buying specific trainers. I'm not if gonna I buy... wasn't
2: doing the Trek 26, which I also have done absolutely zero training for.
1: Uh... I wasn't going <laughs> mean... to buy, buy a pair of Nike Snowdens just to get up there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I mean, a few years ago I would have done, but no, I feel like they are come in handy for that as well.
1: We need to copyright that,
0: halves Nike Snowdens, because next thing you know, they'll be making a pair. You need to copyright that name. (laughs) Okay.
2: But why are we walking up Snowden? What's it for?
0: It is for um, Better Man, which is another podcast that's out there. And this chap, Alex, is trying to raise 10 grand for the awesome charity that is Mind. So we've paid our entry free. We're going to get some money together and give that to Mind. And we're going to walk up Snowden. And hopefully it's going to raise a lot of awareness. He did ask for 100 men. But then we managed to get you in there, didn't we, Lise? And hopefully mm-hmm. there's a couple of other girls from the gym coming. Yeah, I think in. that's four. Cool. Yeah, fantastic. So it's going to be a good turnout from the Shaftesbury Massive. So that's going to be cool. Brave and determined
1: charitable trust halves. Any updates? Uh, well, I know the ball is fully rolling. Our uh, very generous volunteers, Charlie and Rachel, are making progress with that. So um, I think it's not going to be too far away. It's very exciting. It gives us a great vehicle to deliver what we want to deliver and follow all the. Um, the correct rules and processes to make sure things are done properly and it also hold me and you accountable ad so you know somebody's got you exactly
0: and um having charlie and rachel on board setting up the charity is fantastic we've got a new member of the team Lise, who's come on board with us
2: the lovely dan from anthropic so yeah we had a little meeting with him (laughs) Anthropic. we had a little meeting with him last night didn't we
1: yeah he's a social media and branding guru so we are going to tap
0: into his skills aren't we And that's awesome to have him on board. So a big thanks to Dan. Hopefully you guys who are listening to the podcast will see some changes to our Insta account, our Facebook account, and fingers crossed some stuff on the website going to be moving forward. And we've kind of changed already what we're doing. I've done a couple of live, like, um, talks on there because we're trying to put it out there and see how it goes. And I'm sure Harves and Lisa are going to be joining me soon, putting themselves out there live. Vulnerabilities, it's all about Lisa shaking her head for
1: the people at home? absolutely yep. no we we talk about vulnerability and it's very important that least gets out and does it soon <laughs> <laughs> um
0: if anyone needs to get a hold of us just ping us an email at the brave and determined company at gmail.com. send us any questions anything you want us to talk about that would be really cool and of course if you're in need of help or support get in touch and we will do our very best to help you out so thanks very much right should we move on to our topic for today We're revisiting alcohol! Woohoo! Alcohol, yay! Or lack of alcohol. Well, it could be either way, couldn't it? Because last time we spoke about alcohol, it must have been... Well, it was a long time ago. So, we can set the dates by around your party, Harv. So, it was before the party. Yeah, so the end of May. So, the last time we spoke about alcohol was before the end of May.
2: I think it was April time, because I was going on that Hindu.
0: That's right. last weekend in April was the last, or end of April was the last time we spoke about alcohol. So Harves, how has your
1: journey been since then? Our, our party, mine name Naomi's 11 year wedding anniversary party, delayed one year because of COVID, so a 10 year party, was at the end of May, and that coincided with my 100 days dry personal challenge I set myself. Um, so that was the 100th day. So I had a couple of beers that night, and then a couple more after not drinking for 100 days and woke up on the sun had a great night but woke up on the sunday morning and the dark clouds ascended almost immediately and i just thought "Mm, not sure this is something that i can revisit or go back to or it's something that i need in my life which is you know i've sort of been slowly but surely coming to that conclusion over the last 12 years um very slowly come to that conclusion so I haven't drunk since and I am now. I think today is now 52 days since then something like that and I'm thoroughly on the sober train now I think um and it's been it's been good because I've been documenting it through my social media and there's such a great following out there for people that want to you know want to make positive changes and uh particularly on the on the sober thing the sober curious the sober lifestyle the sober collective the sober tribe whatever you want to call it um there's, a great window of support out there so i'm doing the sober thing and i'm really enjoying it
0: that is amazing and that for me to hear you say that is is fantastic because i've seen the challenge you've had in front of you and being a a guy in your you know mid-30s to take that challenge on and to say i'm gonna try a sober life for for a time however long that's going to be is a difficult thing because you're judged you're judged by other people As to what you're doing and i remember the day of your party you saying to me that you you had asked if they had any non-alcoholic beers and the bar didn't have any
1: that's true and i may have drunk non-alcoholic beers so i may not have drunk that night i don't know now i mean that's that's hindsight is in the past and that um but they didn't have any so i certainly would have started on them at least.
0: Sorry Harves, can I just go a little bit deeper and tell me to stop if I'm going too deep? No, you go... You said to me... (laughs) That's what she said! Jesus, (laughs) least. Tell me to stop if I'm going too deep. You said I had a couple of beers. Now, there's a bit more to it than that, isn't there? But if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have
1: to. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine, because it's, it's, you know, it's what happened. So yeah, I had a few beers and then I had a few more uh and then there are maybe a few shots thrown in there as well because I like, you, you get carried away and this is part of my problem with drinking is that some people and i've always admired the people that can have two or three and go right that's me i'm not one of those people it's two or three then it must be four five six maybe seven and eight and then it's oh i'm bloated i better drink something less bloating probably stronger proof and go that way so Absolutely. It's not, you're not digging too deep because that's what happened. So, and I think that actually in a way was a good thing because it added to that hangover and that anxiety feeling the next day. And Okay. So let's talk about, and again,
0: tell me to stop if I'm going too deep. Let's talk about the next day and how you felt you had failed.
1: Um, I don't know if I would use the word failed. I think initially I might, I might have said that.
0: I've used that word for a reason because I don't see it as a fail. But people out there who are sober or looking to have a sober journey or looking to you know take alcohol out of their life slightly could look at your story and go hundred days you failed now you're back on the train which is success but half of our learning is
1: failure isn't it absolutely I mean you don't you don't learn, that, that is exactly how you learn is by failure um, and I think I needed it I think it was a well timed thing you know hundred days off it is, is quite a long time after not being off it for a long time. <laughs> so I needed that. And when I talk about the, the dark clouds and that the next day, I don't mean, I don't mean the hangover symptoms. I don't mean the normal hangover symptoms. I don't mean like the headache and the, the the first and all the rest of it that everybody gets. I talk about I'm, I'm talking more about the mental health things that I heard, you know, the phrase anxiety is used because I have an anxiety disorder, which is part of the reason I take the, the pills I mentioned at the start, and actually chuck alcohol on top of that is a recipe for disaster. Not at the time, it actually almost helps you control it in a weird way, but the following day, uh, a normal hangover, and then when you've had all your serotonin stripped out of your body, the next day is just, yeah, it's multiplied at 10 times. It's like, it's like chucking petrol on a fire, really, is, is, chuck, is uh, chucking alcohol and anxiety.
0: I've heard that said before, actually. So you're 51 days
1: now, so how are you feeling about the future? I'm feeling really good. Those, first of all, those 51 days have actually flown by. And as we mentioned earlier, we've, we, both, we share a birthday. So it was our birthday last Friday, the 15th. And because I've been vocal about it, I didn't get all the beer that I normally get on my birthday. In fact, I've got non-alcoholic beers. You know, I've got a non-alcoholic beer subscription. And I'm really pleased that people have listened and take, took note and not just gone, you know, laughed at it or whatever. And they're, they're, they're supporting it in that way.
0: I'm loving listening to this. It's such a positive conversation. I love it because I feel like you and I are on a a kind of positive road without that alcohol there. You know, for me, it's definitely a positive road. I think I'm 931 days today. And and yeah, and for me now, it's it's just a choice. That's just what I do now. But I remember the first six months was a real battle in my head of how am I going to do this? You know, the anxiety of how am I not going to drink on my birthday? How am I going to... Evie was um like ten when I gave up alcohol. How am I gonna how am I gonna dance at her wedding not being drunk? You know, that's the anxiety, worrying about the future, isn't it? And now I just go, yeah, cool. Like I didn't even think about drinking on my birthday. But you know, you're still in that early stage, and I
1: think this is why we're bouncing off each other and it's it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, the birthday is a great example because that was the first sort of big occasion since I've got back on the sober train and I worked out that it's the first time in 20 years that I've not drunk on my birthday,
2: wow.
1: which is, which is remarkable really.
0: And I would second that because when I gave up, I was 39 and my 40th birthday was the first time I hadn't drunk in, it, it must be longer than that. 23 yeah, would, years, 24 years. Yeah.
2: Do you always count the days?
0: No, I just checked.
2: Do you think you'll ever stop doing, like, but do you think you'll ever get to a point in your lives where you stop counting how many days it's been? Or or is that a bit of a kind of
0: motivator? No, absolutely not. The only reason I count, I've got the counter going on my phone because I just like to check in. Like, when I get to a 1,000 days, I think that's something to celebrate, you know, Um, for me. Oh, yeah, no, I
2: just... But when I say celebrate,
0: uh... I don't mean let's have a party. I mean, you know, I look at my phone and go, woohoo, and tell tell you guys (laughs) that I've done a 1,000 days. But the reason I know about it is because yesterday, surrounded, I was half was there, surrounded by a couple of other guys at the gym, we we're not influencers by any means but it's unbelievable how many people are talking to us about non-alcoholic beer sharing their stories sharing their beers and this is drinkers bringing non-alcoholic beers into the gym and sharing them and taking advice off of us of which ones they should try or not and it was only yesterday that we were talking about and i said oh yeah i've done 930 days so i know today's 931 that's the only reason i know
1: and i thought that was really good that you know those conversations we've been having you know somebody came up to me yesterday with a non-alcoholic beer to try because they they recommended it and you know they're generally a drinker and i you know give one back in return a friend on monday night he decided to have a non-alcoholic beer that i was having you know he he drinks but it's just it's great to see we've been in the pub with people who are drinkers
0: who have sat with us and they've had a non-alcoholic beer because you and i are drinking non-alcoholic beer and they've gone oh yeah cool let's try it yeah and even excited that they can have a pint because they've got to drive home
1: well the best moment yeah we were with somebody who said oh i'll only have a half and then they realized that they could have a whole one because it didn't matter and that was that was hilarious yeah it's great isn't it so lisa but how have
0: you been since that hen and your journey to now
2: I kind of wanted this year to be a bit more mindful about when I drink and not necessarily, like, I feel a lot of pressure from people to go out, if they're drinking, to drink as well. Even if, I mean, I do, a lot of the time I'll drive and go, I'll drive. So I've got that kind of excuse. Um, But I'm kind of, I'm trying to get to a place now where I don't feel like I have to justify myself by saying, I'll drive. I can go out and be like, I don't want to drink tonight, so I'm not drinking. So, yeah, I've definitely been, I probably haven't been in that many occasions where I've had to drink, but like the other weekend when my sister came to stay, usually we would once the kids are in bed, we'd have a glass of wine or you know like a gin and lemonade or something, and we we're like, should we just have a cup of tea, so <laughs> we just we didn't have a drink. So I kind of I've definitely been more mindful, but then on holiday I drank quite a lot. Um, but equally, I had a couple of nights where I was like, I've had enough, I'm not going to drink tonight, um, and they were, the girls that went away with are fine with that. So yes, yeah, so I think people, you know, I think generally people's perceptions are changing aren't they about the reasons and also like people have got reasons why they don't drink it's not necessarily or oh, you're being boring you know like for some people it makes a massive difference to the net you know it's not just a hangover like I was just saying it's an actual you know a really bad effect on you so so yes yeah, so I'm definitely I've got a few things coming up where I probably will drink just because it's going to be a nice day out and I want to have a couple of drinks and I'm I'm quite happy with that do you know what I mean because I feel like I want to drink on that occasion and it probably will make the the day nicer. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to just have a few drinks and get a bit merry and, you know, enjoy the sunshine
1: and go out. I was going to say that's a really good point. I don't want people to think that we're telling everybody not to drink or we're on some kind of mission to stop people drinking. That's absolutely not the case. All I want to do is achieve or help achieve is for people that think maybe they don't want to drink or they want to have a crack at not drinking and just be supportive of those people that want to have a shot at it. Yeah,
2: I think it's about respecting people, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, like respecting, respecting those decisions. I would
1: not go around telling people, well, oh, no, you just shouldn't drink. Um, it's absolutely a personal choice and some people got perfect control over it and fair play.
0: My wife still drinks. You know, I've got alcohol in the house. You know, I would never discourage my children from drinking. Like I've always said to you guys, I had some fantastic times and memories from, from drinking, you know, some stories that that I'd never tell because they, they were such great nights, but I got to a point in my life where I'd learned for 23 years of drinking that actually it's got no place in my in my heart anymore and I don't want to do it anymore. So that's why I stopped, but I'd never ever discourage other people drinking. But I'm at a place now where, you know, I've probably not been as honest as I can with, with myself and it's only over the last couple of months that I've realized that I actually, I avoid places where I know it's going to be difficult. So I don't go to parties generally. I'll go out for for dinner with anyone. You know, if anyone says, do you want to go for dinner? Yeah, absolutely. I'm there. But I avo- I do avoid parties and I didn't really realize that until recently when people say do you want to come to a party I go yeah 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 great great yeah I'll definitely come and think oh god you know I I, yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I I need to go and and like the anxiety builds because it's like saying to a crack addict come over to my crack then you don't have to do any but just hang out with us who are all doing it (laughs) you know and you if you that advice you would give to that person is stay away don't ever go near that you know you're going to end up that's such a good analogy i was thinking about it today because we decided you know this this was going to be our topic for the podcast and i was thinking about it today and i was thinking you know i'm okay that you know there's a crossfit party coming up the guys at the crossfit gym are all getting together for the summer party and i'm anxious about going and especially now i know you two guys aren't going because you're busy doing other stuff i'm like do i want to go to that situation whereas if it's dinner you sit down. It's really great. It's good conversation. No one's going to get battered. I mean, they might by the end of the night, but you can make your, your dinner will be done by then. You can make your excuses a go. You know, but I I don't think I've been honest with myself until recently. Yeah, I I, I I see that entirely. Is that because you
2: feel like there's more chance of you like getting lured lured back into drinking,
0: or like someone going, "I'll oh, just have one," or is it just because everyone generally is a bit drunk and the the thing is least for me. I'm not, and like Harv says, you know, he went to that party in the back of his mind thinking I'm going to drink non-alcoholic beer and then ended up getting smashed up and, you know, (laughs) learned a lesson from it and that's cool, but I don't want to go down that road. And I don't really want to be around all the people I really like who are hammered because they stand on your feet and they spit in your face. That is what happens. <laughs> and tell you the same
2: story about 10 times Exactly.
0: Over. So I don't really <laughs> want to be in that situation. It's not so much. I don't trust myself. It's just an un- unenjoyable situation for me, mm. but I haven't really, yeah, I, get yeah, that. And I haven't really realized that until like very recently that the anxiety about that is something where I just don't want to go and. Yeah. So I just I just don't do it. I just have just said that's it, I'm not
1: gonna do that. But if you know if if the CrossFit guys were getting together for a meal, I'd be there. Yeah, I would I would hundred percent agree with that, you know. Now and i I did one of the one of the parties, one of the events try a little while ago. We had one back, I oh, don't know when it was now. It was back in the winter anyway. End of the open, wasn't it? Yeah, so February, sort of February, March time. And I did that and I, I drove up and it was quite far away from where I live, so driving was a good call. But to be honest with you, I couldn't wait to make my excuses and disappear because to begin it was it was great to begin with, but then everybody starts getting drunk and like you say, Ad, they all get a bit close to your face, which I used to love when I was the person getting close to people's faces and <laughs> my feet and spitting out, you know, <laughs> yeah. the rest of it. But when you're not, you think, God, this is a little bit too much. And then You know you don't want to go down if you can't beat them join them phrase so if you can't beat them leave them (laughs) that's what yeah that's what i thought thought to myself that i thought you know what i did well to not go to go there and not drink but really i couldn't wait to get out of there so how do you really feel about it yeah and i i I messaged you guys earlier because i'm i'm going on a stag at the end of august and the guys i'm going with i mean we're all getting a little bit older now so it's not the stag dudes of old it's not your proud it's not your your magaluf it's um it's somewhere in Wales and it's a golfing one. But the message came through today saying, Oh, we're having one of the evenings is a whiskey tasting evening. And I was like, Oh, therein lies a the challenge because I don't want to miss this stag. Do uh, you know, there's golf happening, there's going out for some good meals, there's you know, a bike ride, there's all this great stuff happening. But one of the evenings is a whiskey tasting thing. And I just responded to the group straight away saying, Look, I'm all I'm up for everything, but I won't be doing the whiskey tasting. I said I'll go. I'll probably come along and watch you lot grimace and pretend you like it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just gonna be upfront about.
2: No one likes a forced fun anyway on a or stag do, do they? They just sack it
1: all. And the thing is, those guys. And this is the difference between me and other people. A few of those guys there will try a couple of whiskies, talk about how great they taste, and and that'll be that. And we'll move on, and they'll be fine the next day. If I do that, I'll drink all the whiskies, forget about how nice they tasted move on to something I actually like, and then have a fight and eat a kebab. <laughs> Sounds like a good night. Um, and this is the thing, Lisa, if I could drink
0: like you drink, and that's how my wife will drink, like she'll open a bottle of wine on a Friday night, have one glass of wine, and it's still there the next week.
2: Although I'm, st- I'm not like that, though. I'm-, I'm all or nothing. Like I have to, I don't go out and just have um, a glass of wine. I don't like the taste of alcohol. Like I-, I wouldn't go and have a glass of wine. I have to go out and get
1: drunk I do I do see what you're saying to a degree but you said earlier about your holiday so you went on holiday you had a few nights where you drank and a few nights where you didn't my all or nothing on a holiday well I would be drunk from the moment I got there to the moment I come home yeah absolutely Uh,
2: (laughs) yeah so we didn't start drinking till like we went out for dinner at like eight nine o'clock yeah there wasn't much drinking in the day if the bars
0: open at 11 I'm there
2: (laughs) I mean there were plenty of people doing that you know coming back with a three pints of lager and but yeah, no, I, I I do, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily I find it a waste if I'm just going to have like one glass of wine or a couple of cocktails. To me, that's a waste of money. I'd rather save my money and then go out and get absolutely trashed in a few weeks'
1: <laughs> Interesting. But then maybe I'm
0: drinking for the wrong like
1: It's a weird thing, isn't it? Nicole?
2: I drink like that when I've got a lot going on. Yeah,
0: I think you questioned yourself there. I that maybe that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think I go out and get like that when my life's going down the path. So at the moment, because everything's on an even keel, I can cope with like, do you know what I mean, just having a few drinks and a nice night out. But when I've got a lot going on and I'm not happy and I need there's too much going on, I just go and get which we all feel I think, feel I think you've but...
1: kinda of touched on a really good point there, and that is yeah, if you are drinking, it's consider the reasons why you're drinking.
0: Yeah. And a lot of my teens and early 20s were drinking to numb the pain.
2: Yeah. Yeah, get away yeah, from yeah, stuff. Yeah, because and...
0: when I was, and I used the word not sober because it was alcohol and other things, when I was not sober, I didn't have the problems of life because I was numb to it. So hence why I chased that more and more and more and more and did it more and more and more because I didn't feel
1: the pain was not there, you know? No, I spoke about it in an earlier one when we talked about uh, our own mental health journeys and you know my anxiety disorder because I was so dismissive that I had an anxiety problem for so long that I just had this weird feeling and the thing that could change that weird feeling was having a drink. Mm. And that was great because for a while it was just one or two drinks that changed it. But then it goes on and on and it builds up and I was effectively self-medicating, I think is probably what the phrase is, to feel different. And then you want that different feeling to become your normal feeling. Um, and it, for me, it's just a it's a vicious circle and it's um, it's a scary road to go down. And I'm glad I managed to come back up the other direction, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that I did it, too. And I feel like I'm in a good place. But for all those people out there who are listening to us talking and, you know, you got kind of one, one person on the beginning of their sober journey and, and loving it. You've got me who's, you know, a little bit further down the road on the sober journey and loving it. And you've got Lisa who loves to drink and also loves not to drink. You know, I think that's a really good mix of, of things to, for people to take away from this and, and hopefully, you know, have a think about what we've said. And, and if you're thinking of trying that sober journey, give it a go, take one day at a time, you know, don't sign up for a sober life give it a go um listen to the one year no beer guys who who challenge you to do 28 days but if 28 days feels like too much do one day do two days do three days
1: you know like i mentioned earlier there's a there's a, a hashtag a social media hashtag sober curious people they're just trying it for a while to see see how they get on with it so take that approach and also find us on social media in um you know, that well? Certainly, me. I don't want to volunteer. You had for some I haven't run by you. No, go for it. Go for no, it. it. Yeah, yeah. So find us on social media and, and hit us up and talk about it because uh, I I love having this conversation with people.
0: Yeah. So you're halves AF and I'm sober firefighter Collins. Hit us up. It's good. Yeah. On our little sober. You sound game. like a
1: good
2: five and Sam character. <laughs>
0: Sober firefighter college imagine that <laughs> why they're that, like why have you got firefighter in your name anyway uh yeah it's just a random one i put in there did i not tell you <laughs> is it like what three words <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that yeah i was trying to think of it i was trying i was because tr- i've only been on insta for what a couple of weeks so um yeah i was trying to find a, a name that i liked and i was tr- mixing it up and i thought well they're kind of three things i'm sober I'm a firefighter, if you didn't know that. And my name's Colin. So there you go. That's how I came up with the name. It would not you know, I didn't put it out there too
1: long. <laughs> it's a great name. We're proud.
0: Have you guys got any rants this week? Because I've got one.
2: No, I've had a good week. I'm I'm a happy little bunny over here.
1: A rant free week.
2: Yeah, well, apart from the usual, but
1: no, it's great in life,
2: life, in life in general. I'm, I'm happy, little bunny.
1: What about you, Hubs? Well, I have got one. I don't want to tread on your toes because I don't know. If we had a similar experience on the hottest day of the year, right? Well, you, you so give me the time of your um, rant because I
0: think I know where we're going <laughs> with it. So, what time did your rant happen? And I'll tell you what. To, I just let's just call it lunchtime.
1: Okay, go on then. So I was. Um, I had a bit of a drive I went. I was, um, I finished work at the company I worked for decided it was a good idea and it was a good idea to stop production at 11 and some of us office go- guys um, escaped as well at the same time because of the heat. Brilliant idea. So I had a couple of chores, a couple of errands to run. I had to take my daughter to an event and I had to drive from there, which is Yeovil in Somerset to Salisbury in Wiltshire. It's only about an hour and a bit away. You did, you did some miles that day though, didn't you? I did some miles in the heat, although being in a car that's moving was actually quite cool. And I thought I deserve some uh, refreshments on this journey, so and there's a restaurant chain. I don't know if you've heard of them called McDonald's. Oh yeah,
0: I've, it's similar. I've been in there.
1: They advertise these McFlurry things on big signs outside, and ice cream in this weather would go down a right treat. So I went in, couldn't get an ice cream. Ice cream machine was not working, so I thought I'd have a milkshake. Couldn't get a milkshake. I don't know whether it's the same machine, but it won't working. So I had my heart set on that. So I had a chicken wrap instead, because that's obviously the next thing you go to. But
0: my God, our rants are so similar.
2: <laughs> They're not the same machine, because the other week we went to Wincanton and I got, I couldn't get a milkshake, but I got a McFlurry.
0: Yeah, so that's even more frustrating. And you were in Wincanton
1: as well, weren't you, Harv's? I was, yeah. And it's a relatively new, new uh, McDonald's.
2: It was working tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm pleased for you. Probably got irrationally emotional about that. Right, let me tell you my rant. <laughs> So, Monday,
0: it is, at that point, the 18th of July, the hottest day of the year, and we were going to, as part of the fire service, we were going down to the train depot in Bournemouth to have a look round, to have a look at the trains and what um, dangers they pose, because we as train users only... dangers I like to call them. (laughs) We as people only see the top half of a train. You know, there's a whole six foot below it that we, that that's the dangerous bit, you know, that we don't see. Do You see what I mean? Because when you're still on the platform, you don't, really see, the wheels... you don't really see that bit. Like when was the last time you actually looked underneath a train? Well, yeah, but I didn't, I, I've got to be honest. I never looked at a train and thought, oh, that looks safe. Yeah, fair one. I mean, but there's some there's some key things that you don't want to touch under there. One of them is the, <laughs> like, seven hundred.
2: But how would you get there to touch it? You'd have to be on the track.
0: Well, yeah, because obviously if there's an emergency, then the train is not on the track anymore. So that's why uh, we are okay, go so as Okay, so for you, if, if
2: yeah. you guys, not for, like, us. We
0: weren't just looking around to see what colour the seats were, at least. <laughs>
2: so if there was an accident yes. and the trains come off,
1: so what well, you, you guys are calling right. Is that you were um, on training. <laughs> <laughs> We
0: were training on training. Yes, we absolutely were. We absolutely were. So, anyway, hottest day of the year. We're in a fire truck. We drive down to, to Bournemouth, which takes you about 50 minutes from North Dorset to South Dorset. We're on the coast. And once someone on the truck says, I'll tell you what, we should treat ourselves to a milkshake on the way home. And the officer in charge, he's a new guy on board. He goes, You know what? I'm gonna buy everyone a milkshake on on air because so, he goes it's my first you know my first real drill session yeah we'll do that brilliant he's turning to impress you know brilliant. i'm like yeah spot on nice one me so 10 o'clock at night we pull into the mcdonald's on holes bay road and pool walk in there i mean it was the place was like a nightclub it was lit up it was full of people i don't know what was going on no milkshakes no mcflurries hottest day of the year honestly i choose happy at that moment
1: <laughs> happy meal so do you know what I did? I had a Big Mac. <laughs> we are—it's just the synergies there, mate. We had the same journey, I think. Um, and I will carry, uh... let's carry out that whole conversation by saying life can't be that bad if that's our biggest problem. Hundred percent, absolutely. And you know, we say we say it as a rap, but we're
0: only messing about, aren't we? You know, I mean, it's absolutely first-world problems that we're in an air-conditioned McDonald's. Screaming out that there's no no milkshake.
2: (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: they probably haven't got the money to fix it. What, McDonald's? Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Of course they are, they're massive. I reckon they deliberately switch them off. I don't know what's going on. I think there's something. I heard about a thing. It's about they don't like cleaning them. Least it's got conspiracy written all over
0: it.
2: Oh, it has. I might find out. Next time I go, it's not working. I'll, I'll do some digging. But yeah, like I say, it's working tonight. I had a lovely vanilla milkshake.
0: So if anyone out there has managed to get a McFlurry or a milkshake other than you, Lisa, um and you know that there's... You've just got to go more frequently. Well, and you know that there's a reliable <laughs> McDonald's that always serves milkshakes and McFlurries, let us know, thebraveanddeterminedcompany at gmail.com. Let us know where it is and the three of us... <laughs> we'll meet you will meet there. drive there and go and get ourselves a milkshake. So, thanks everyone for listening. You know, we're at the end of the podcast now. So, Harves, have you got anything you want to say at the end?
1: Yeah, just in, in summary, really, I'd love to uh, encourage people to think about their own happiness and what they do to uh, to make sure they achieve that. Yeah, nice. What about you, Lise? Anything from you?
2: If you want an ice cream, don't go to
1: a <laughs> I think that's a very
0: good message. Get yourself to an ice cream van.
2: Go to Nando's, they always do a soft yogurt.
0: There you go. No. So, back to Nando's.
2: Yeah, they do the little soft Yeah, thing. but
0: that's not ice cream. Just it's
2: better than nothing.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then for me, I'd just say, you know, life is a compromise. You know, don't don't focus on solely on your happiness and remember all the loved ones in your life. And and if you're thinking about that alcohol-free or addiction-free life, give it one day at a time. So that's it. Thanks ever so much, guys. And then the last thing is, this podcast is totally free. The, the one thing we ask you to, to give us back is subscribe to it, like it, leave a comment, give us five out of five would be superb. Get onto our Instagram and Facebook page, like and share it with all your friends, and subscribe to us. Visit us at badco.uk. Lise?
2: I feel like I've been stitched up here again, like Beyonce. <laughs> with your words of wisdom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay, Lise. I'm going to leave that bit in okay. as well. Yeah. Anything else from you guys? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Here's Lisa going to sing us out to Mungo Jerry oh, in no. the summertime. Tune. I know, boom, that's
1: not how it. In the
2: summertime when the weather is high. you can. I don't know the words, it's too old Reach for me. right up
1: and touch the sky. Stretch
2: right up and touch the sky when the weather is fine. You got women, you got women. Is it women on your mind? I don't know. Well, you women,
1: I think. Women in the sea. Oh. <laughs> women (laughs) women
0: swimming fishing (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) see ya have a good evening